episode of that other masonic podcast yay not this one <laughs> the other one you know the other one you guys heard about <laughs> jared atkins sitting along with todd whaley we're coming to you live from bethlehem lodge 574 in bird's eye and uh this is the second time we're gonna do this now <laughs> we started this uh january 1st or 2nd and uh the two episodes got deleted so thank god they were awful yeah. <laughs> and then uh todd got busy with softball for his daughter and <laughs> i guess that's over yeah and here we are now in the fall it's september so we're gonna try to give this a start again so uh thank everybody for listening uh once you guys hear this you know <laughs> so what are we gonna talk about we're are we gonna redo the first episode we might as well, might as well. start over and <laughs> at least introduce ourselves so introduce yourself jared okay so uh i'm uh jared atkins i uh been a member of bethlehem lodge here in bird's eye since 2007 i think i was raised i was raised february 29th of 2008 leap year and uh i recently came back to lodge in october of last year after being away for about eight or nine years uh worked night shift and uh i had got a little butthurt about some inner lodge things so i just decided to uh, todd's looking at his book so i um i had uh, just taken time away and then i lost my grandfather uh about a year ago it was a uh, it was actually a year ago last week and uh I took part in his masonic services at his funeral i was senior deacon I came back up in the month of October for a uh, our monthly meeting just to kind of say thanks to everybody for letting me be senior deacon. And I want to make this perfectly clear. I was a dues payer for about seven or eight years. I was no longer a member. I was just a dues payer. And we sat on the sidelines that night. And it, it just so happened, uh, I think we had a uh, a guest speaker that night. It was either that it was either that night or it was the the following night that we met uh Randy Seipel, who is now the uh junior warden Grand, in Grand Lodge. Warden, we yes. we he he did a Junior's speaking program at our lodge in either October or November, but I can't remember how I got pulled back in. I do remember when I came up and thanked everybody. Everybody was like it's so good to see you and then uh I got roped into it by our secretary to uh come in with them to uh see a degree work at another lodge here in our county like the next night just so we'd get visitation points from grand lodge and i did that and then i met some people over there including our uh grand lecturer jackie ash who's a member of the lodge over there in jasper line lodge 743 and then they told me about another degree that was going on the next week over at honeyberg and before i knew it within coming back for one meeting i'd seen two degrees in the span of about two weeks and then you know 
first here, degree you see in years yeah you go a bunch of and them. then here i am yeah two two degrees within a week or so and uh so i got back in and uh we had elections the following month and i got put in the south so and now it's i don't know it's it's back in me it's uh <laughs> so anyway we'll talk more about later let's uh let's get a ballpark out of you here well my name's todd whaley i'm a past master of uh austin 128 in tipton indiana that's uh, way up there. That's an hour north of Indianapolis, and we're four hours south of Indianapolis here. Um, joined that lodge uh, not long after my grandfather passed away. I saw his Masonic service and told my father it was something I wanted to do. And the more I got into it, the more I loved it. The more I got into being an officer, went through the chairs, did four years in the East, uh, continuously four years in the East, and really got was really active for about 10 years almost and then i met my wife and i liked her hometown down here in southern indiana we moved down here and i spent about oh what nine ten years not going to lodge just kind of talking to people about it and then one day i saw a degree was open and came back to lodge in newton no was it newton stewart? yeah newton stewart lodge tell and, everybody not to cut you off tell everybody about dubois county indiana there's there's three lodges in the county yeah and yep. our lodge is kind of often the overlooked one <laughs> yeah well you got uh, dubois 520 520 in huntingburg 520 in huntingburg which says pacific grandmaster gail kemp belongs to and uh they're an older lodge well established now they're kind of outside of town now where used to be above the main bank in town yeah uh then you got line lodge over in jasper which is a fairly new lodge considering well, the 1960s it was founded. something like that and it's a very active very very good lodge the around. biggest lodge in the county they get the most petitions well they're in the biggest town in the county, well yeah they're, they're they're the county seat you know right. there's about 25 thirty thousand people there at least according to what google estimates yeah, probably around that and then you got little bethlehem lodge out here in uh bird's eye and google estimates this is a town of about 800 yeah. um, i think that might be a little bit more let me count the people already done yeah but, <laughs> but but yeah it's a little small town but it's got a good lodge in it and there's good people here it's you know it's i like i like it here i like to go to the school district my kids go to yeah and if we ever do anything to school it can go somewhere where at least i pay taxes to <laughs> well now i am now affiliated with bethlehem lodge i'm just, i'm the current senior deacon here which i've been senior deacon so many times it's <laughs> old hat <laughs> he can do it with his eyes closed <laughs> i've done it quite a few times but jerry what brought you into masonry to begin with <sighs> well so i mean you know me i'm always long-winded with everything when i was uh i'm a third generation mason my uh my papa and then my my dad and my his brother my uncle they're in it and now me uh i guess it was something that was kind of a joke it was expected of me to do is what i kind of joke about but the truth is um i can remember when i was a kid probably five six seven years old i can remember going into the kitchen down at my grandparents and there'd be my dad and my grandfather sitting there studying and uh, i remember the uh my grandpa always wore a masonic hat nine times out of ten the hat he was wearing was a masonic hat and i remember thinking just as a kid that uh that's probably the coolest logo I think I'd ever seen. It's just a simple logo. I mean, it's, you know, the square compass and the letter G. 
it's nothing flashy but it comes across it just there's something about it when you see it and you look at it it just kind of grabs your attention mm -hmm. and i just remember thinking you know that's probably the coolest logo i've ever gonna see and then you know my, i was my dad was a lot more active in his younger days by the time he hit his 30s he was so busy with you know i was you know i was 10 11 12 by the time they were in their 30s and him and my mom they had a lot going on so he didn't go as much yeah working raise a family yeah so stuff. but uh it was always talked about at, at my grandparents house of course my grandmother and grandfather were both belong we have an eastern star chapter here they were both in the star mm -hmm. It was just, I don't want to say it was expected of me. That's the joke I made, but it was just, I was always around the lodge. Always, you know, where there was always benefit dinners and, you know, hanging out in the fellowship halls. And my grandpa was always studying. And uh, I think I asked a few times growing up and, you know, it was, you know, you're, this isn't for you yet. And then I was, I was uh, 19, 20 years old. I just turned 20. I turned 20 in August of 2007, and I think, like, the day after I turned 20, my grandfather brought me a petition. Back then, our lodge up here, which you, you know now that, you know, it used to be in the dark in July and August. Mm -hmm. So, September come, they've, or whatever, however it was. The lodge reopened for Yeah, yeah, they, they've, the petition, the, the committees, every single person that was on my committee, I think, is uh, passed away, I think, honestly. Uh, maybe one. I think Skinner was – I think no, actually just one. Skinner's, Skinner's still here. Still, yeah. Our, junior, Skinner. our junior deacon. Junior, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they got voted on. And uh, October – I don't have my monitor. I carry Grandpa's monitor since he's passed away. My monitor's put up. But it was like uh, – it was October 11th of 2007. I took my entered apprentice degree. And then January 4th of 2008, I took my fellow craft. And then within a month and a half, and it only happens every four years, uh, February 29th, I took my third step. It, I mean, I got into it because I, you know, I'd always heard stuff. And then coming from a family of Masons, then as I got older, you know, being around what I knew, because, I mean, my grandpa was a pretty teetotaler. I mean, he wouldn't disclose stuff to me. There was no breaking a code and giving me hidden secrets and none of that stuff. It was just, uh, hey, we're going to be there and we're going to do this. So I didn't know. I wasn't smartened up to anything. But uh, probably, with uh, the exception of my children, probably best thing I've ever made or ever done. I just wish I would have done it two years sooner instead of waiting, you know, after, two years after I turned 18. But how about you? Well, like I said, after my grandfather passed away, and he had like over like a hundred masons in his Masonic service. He's a very popular guy around the community. That's a loved brother, right there. Well, not just that, but he was also a, he's into politics and civic, you know, being in the government, local government, and everything. So everybody knew him from that. He ran a very well established service station for years and years on the fire department and all that good stuff. But I saw that and like, yeah, I well belong to that. And my dad got me a petition for the lodge there in Tipton, Austin Lodge. And I didn't know it then, but I love going to meetings. I love, go. I don't like reading the minutes on the boring parts about it, but I like the <laughs> fellowship and being around the guys who are basically like mine. Most, not everybody's going to agree, but we can all kind of agree we're all Masons, we're brothers. You know, we're not going to argue about dumb right. crap, you know. 
But I'd like going to meetings. I like going to degree work. And I used to go to degree work four to five times a week. And up, up north, you can do that very easily. Oh, God, yeah. Down yeah. here in the rural part of the state? It's, no. It's, you got to travel some up there or down here. But up there, there's nights. I'd be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday mornings. Well, I mean, we were just talking about this before we turned the mics on. Up in Indianapolis area lodges and, all and, the place. And, and outside of Indianapolis, 20 miles in each direction, there's lodges literally everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll find them all over the place up there because it's just more concentrated area. people. Yeah. Well, um, I really I, I enjoyed the ritual work. I do the brotherhood, the fellowship of it all. And it kind of kept me going. And I, the ritual work to me is... It's not masonry, but it is masonry. I guess the more you learn the ritual, the more you understand it. I'm working on that ritualist thing right now. Yeah, it's, master. It's not. I'm easy. working on that. The first time I raised somebody, I thought I messed every word up. <laughs> you're lucky there, but but yeah, you know, I'm a fourth generation mason. My grandfather, my grandfather on my mother's side, or he was a mason, and his father, so my great grandfather was mason also. My dad. And one uncle, and now it's kind of weird that my, my grandfather has like six uh, grandsons, and I'm the only one that's ever had any idea about joining Lodge. Everyone else like, no, nah, I, I don't have time for that, or I don't want to do something like that, or no, my church won't understand that. And I'm like, what's so bad about it? All you heard was stories, but but we only, I only got one uncle who's Mason, and it's kind of weird that way, but. Hey, teach your own, I always say, but I, can, I enjoy it. <laughs> I can see your daughter joining the Eastern Star one day. Oh, Because wow. she's always. She'll take it over. When we have functions <laughs> up here, she's always, you know. Well, they always say the oldest daughter is the exact replica of her father, and she is just like me. <laughs> she's loud. She's boisterous. She's opinionated. She hasn't learned how to keep her mouth shut a lot. <laughs> Love her to death and all, but sometimes she has to remember, don't tell, don't tell everybody secrets. <laughs> But yeah, she she has ever been of me. My son has ever been of my dog, my wife. <laughs> Quiet, conservative, doesn't get bothered by much. But my daughter, she is ever been of me. She'll probably be a joiner. She'll want to be involved. She'll want to take over everything, if not the world. Ain't, ain't ruled that out yet. So, you know, masonry had such a profound impact on you that, uh, of course, we'll 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 flip this back around to me here in a few minutes, but. It had such a profound impact on you that you weren't just satisfied enough with Blue Lodge. You went out and you've got affiliated with one of uh, the appended bodies of masonry. Well, I, first thing I do with Scotch Rite, uh, Mel Bridgewater, a member of my lodge, talked to me about it. Said, hey, you know, this is something I think you'd be interested in about furthering my my education right. in it. And I go, you know what? I always heard good things about Scotch Rite. I'll go down there and check it out. And if you've ever been to Indianapolis Scotch Rite Cathedral, most beautiful building there, which is life. where we have Grand Lodge at every yeah, year, yeah, and Grand it's Lodge. absolutely beautiful. It's a gorgeous building. I went this year for the first time in probably nine, ten years. Mm -hmm. I'd sat in that building and I forgot how absolutely beautiful it was. I probably took thirty pictures of the inside of that building. <laughs> yeah, easily by joining the uh, Scottish Rite. Of course, it's all the way in Indianapolis. It's an hour, hour and ten minutes away from my house where, where I lived. So I wasn't really active in it. I go down for some of the reunions, you know. Back when you were still living in Tipton. Back when I lived in yeah. Tipton, yeah. It, I'd go down for a reunion every once in a while. And a buddy of mine got me on the assistant master ceremonies committee, which basically you heard the candidates tell them where to be at and everything, kind of keep them in the area, keep an eye on them. Because so you get lost in that building very easily. Oh, yeah. You know? 
And I did that for a little bit. And I, I, then I, I just let my membership lapse. Didn't pay it. And I've never been active in it. Never been anything. But then I went off and I joined the Grotto. And if you've never, been, never heard of the Grotto, it's Mystic Order of El Prophet of the Enchanted Realm. And basically, it's the... I call it the cousin of the Shriners. Well, it's not really even the cousin of the Shriners, really. We are, we're almost exactly like the Shriners. We're black feathers with red tassels instead of the red with a black tassel. But the Shriners used to have a... Their membership used to come from Sky Shrine and Nice Templars. You had to be a Sky Shrine and a Nice Templar at one point to be a Shriner. Well, then they made it either or. Now, now you just got to be a Master Mason. Right. Well, the Grotto's always been open to just Master Masons. You never had to have another affiliation. And that's where it differed from it. It was, at one time, probably the same size as the Shrine at one point, as far as membership-wise and everything. And over the years, it kind of... It's dwindled. Off. It dwindled. Like every other Masonic organization. I thought you were looking at something. <laughs> but then the... Uh, now it's on the upswing again. I joined, went through the chairs, and... The first year I joined, I went to be the Sentinel, which was basically the inner guard. Right. And then our monarch got a car wreck and died. Equivalent of a Tyler, maybe? Kind of like a, kind of like a senior deacon, really. Oh, or a junior okay. deacon, I'm sorry. Junior deacon. Okay. Well, our, uh, like two day, or I think it was uh, less than three days after our newly installed monarch was installed as monarch, he died in a car wreck. <laughs> so I get bumped up from, because I was still master of my lodge at the time. And I said, hey, I just want to, you know, I'll, I'll help you out in the office position because they were hard to come by back in. People just didn't want to put that time into it. I said, I'll come up and help you out. There's like, no problem. Well, then I get bumped up and I'm one of the main officers in. Not one of the top three, but one some at the big table and everything. Right. So I'm like, well, I've come this far. Might as well keep going. And it's fun. It's the, the fellowship and fun that you have in Blue Lodge is great. Was that? No, it's just a laptop. <laughs> oh, okay, but then, uh, but the fellowship we had at the Grotto, it was, it's more of a get together, hang out with your buddies, and drink exactly, some beer and have have a drink. Hey, let's have a barbecue. Let's do this. They were. It was a very active Grotto in Kokomo. I've been side Grotto up there, where they have pork chop dinners monthly, fish dinners monthly. I mean, we had a great building. You could see up like three hundred fifty people in our banquet hall. I mean, it was a it was a great great place. And the year, the year I was monarch, the year I got out and proposed to my wife, and then we moved down here and haven't never, never been back. <laughs> and but then while I was going through the line at the Grotto, I joined the York Ride also. Getting involved in everything. So, so well, you're in three of the four appendant bodies. Yeah, everything but shrine. Yeah. Wow. But here's the thing about the York Ride. I went through a one day class at York Ride, and if anyone who's ever been to York Ride knows that. There's a lot of degrees in York Ride. I went through every one of them in one day. So That's a whole other episode for another time about <laughs> yes. these one-day classes. Because don't get me wrong, <laughs> I'm sure that's a great thing. But maybe it's me being old school. Yeah. Are you really getting everything out of it that you'd get out of it by know. doing it in one day? I, I did not get it. I mean, I got – you learn where the lost word. I remember that part of it. I remember some of the council, a little bit of the council degrees, and Nice Templar just blew me away. But the, the ritual they have in Nice Templar and the just all the, I think it's three degrees in Nice Templar or something like that. Knights of Malta, Red something Cross. like that. I've been looking at that a lot lately, and it's it's a very beautiful degree. And they came out in their full full uniform with the plumage and everything. 
it's breathtaking when they do that stuff. And it's it could be for someone who's family is really involved into it yeah i'm sure it would make a huge impression on that person me no my, nobody in my family ever went above blue lodge besides me right so but i, I never got to be active in new york right because they met the same night as my grotto did and i was already going through chairs at the grotto so i had to choose and i chose the grotto instead because i was already in it <laughs> so i've been going through some of that lately is uh as Todd knows, so I've been back um, 11 months now, and uh, here, here's the deal with me. I've done, you know, both Deacon chairs two or three times. I've done Stewart's chairs two or three times. You know, the first five, six years I was involved in masonry, I, I mean, it was, it was, I didn't hardly ever miss a monthly meeting. I traveled to degree work, and this was back before we all used to get a lot of the emails about it. You still mm-hmm. had... This was back when my grandfather and half the guys in this room were still writing everything Mm -hmm. down. I still had the old school flip phone. I would, you couldn't really save things in your calendar yet. You know, (laughs) you remember those days. Oh, yes. But I would still get information and I would still go. Um, But right about the time I stopped going was about the time I probably should have started advancing to the warden's chairs. Mm -hmm. Like like you've heard everybody say, I should have done been a past master at least twice. It just yep. didn't happen with my schedule. So this year it's in the south, and they keep, you know, they keep jiving me that hey, you're going to the east next because you know technically you only need one warden's chair to get to right. the east. So yeah. I've got it, but yeah, you, only, you only got to be appointed for one meeting too. So <laughs> so anyways, um, but I I told Todd since I've came back, uh, I travel a lot. I have traveled a lot in the last eleven months, going to degree work here or there, uh, including a couple late night trips that were. <laughs> yeah. well, We'll get, we might circle back to that later, but, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. but, um, I'm needing a little something more now. That's what I've been telling everybody. Not that Blue Lodge is, not that, not that Blue not Lodge is doing anything you. wrong to me. It's just, I know that you, I need, you need more. I need something more. So I've been looking at all the appendant bodies and all four of them. And that's what the appendant bodies are for. Yeah. They're there for the guy who just needs a little something more. Blue Lodge, but still wants to go on. Like, Blue Lodge is my passion. Like, I've told everybody, everybody's like, don't do that because as soon as you leave, you're going to, you know, no, that's that's not it. Like, I'm not ever going to turn my back on Blue Lodge. It's just, I want something more. I'm interested in learning more. And uh, I got approached by a lot of my friends in the shrine, and I pretty much, for right now, have ruled the shrine out. Shrine's a great organization. It's a great appendant body of masonry. Uh, what scares me about the shrine is the amount of dues and the fees. And then on top of that, you have to pay for your fez. And then I heard about prices of the fez. Oh, yeah. Fez can be very pricey. Yeah. So. Uh, but if. I know. I, I was going to do the shrine one time there in Tipton. And the Tipton County Shrine Club said they have fezes that they give you. So if you do want to join it, to talk to the Dubois County Shrine Club. They may have fezes that family members gave back. And they'll just give you give it to you maybe uh french over there at jasper line lodge the senior warden he'll be going to the east next year mm-hmm. he's like i got a couple extras laying around <laughs> but uh the second thing i wanted to do the grotto and i told todd and i told todd and we're still going to work on this uh if you get on grand lodge's website it only has two links for grotto in indiana and one of them don't even work and i know there's more grotto organizations in indiana well, than yeah, just two because you got you got no reason yeah you got Which there's not even a link for that on Grand Lodge's page, by the way. Well, that might be no ruse's problem. 
Um, it's it's still the grotto's still getting up to date with all the yeah you know, computer stuff. I, I told that. Todd I would help him get a grotto put, in, and I would join the grotto if we would get one down here around Southern Indiana. But you got one in Evansville. You got one in Indianapolis Sahara Grotto. Copeland's got Ibisod. You got Maru Grotto in Terre Haute. I think that's in Terre Haute. Is that Lafayette? I forget. But there's one in Terre Haute, one in Lafayette. And there was one in South Bend, but it's closed. And I believe they're starting one in Fort Wayne, around Fort Wayne, I believe. They're working on getting one started up there. So, but there, there's now, since, since I haven't been active in the ground since I moved down here, there's now one in El Salvador and one in Puerto Rico. Really? So now it used to be Canada and North America. And I always heard rumors there, there was one in Cuba back in the day, too, before the revolution and the communists took over. Now, I don't know how true that is, but I've heard rumors. That's interesting. That, yeah. Well, Cuba still had the Grand Lodge, Masonic Grand Lodge, but it's in exile. Right. Like Iran has a Grand Lodge, but it's in exile. It's in South Beach or Long, Long Beach, uh, California, which I always thought was cool. It's kind of funny. And then, and then uh, it went. It went to. Uh, it was coming down to York Rite and Scottish Rite, and uh, I had done a lot of research. I've asked uh, millions of questions to brothers around home. I've posted on many Facebook groups, and uh, the the basic uh, what I get from most people is uh, it's going to college. It's it's picking a degree. It's uh, if you want a history degree, you get your York Rite. You want a philosophy degree, you go to Scottish Rite. Uh, where we're at here in Dubois County, we do have a York Rite chapter. Uh, where we're at here in Dubois County, the Scottish Rite, we're uh, we're pretty much about the same distance, uh, maybe a little bit, about an hour. You can go to Corden; they've got a Scottish Rite mm-hmm. Valley up there, or we can go to Evansville. Uh, and I have made the decision. I haven't told you this yet, but uh, oh, great, surprising! Oh, uh, here we go. So I have made my decision. I just got to put the pieces in play. Uh, I'm going to start with the York Rite. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my next step. Uh, I am very interested in Scottish Rite, and apparently they're very interested in me because uh, one of the brothers involved, yeah, one of the brothers involved with the new uh, valley up there in uh, Corden, the George Rogers Clark Valley, they are, uh, they're wanting youth and exuberance, and I'm like, I just turned 35. I don't know how much youth and exuberance I have left in me, but. Uh, I'm 44, there's no more exuberance left. Yes, but uh, <laughs> eventually, uh, but yeah, York Rite, I'm going to start there and uh, hopefully start, I'm I am super busy trying to finish out the year, but hopefully after uh, the first of the year starts, I'm going to get involved in it. So, well, York Rite is. I mean, I, I enjoyed the degrees in York Rite and the way they go about it. I think it's a great organization. You remember, you remember Van Gordon, right? Member of Grand Lodge, Roger Van Gordon. Yeah, past grandmaster. Yeah, I use uh, the first year I joined. He uh, grandmaster. He uh, something on one of the Facebook posts I made a few weeks ago. He said, "If you love Blue Lodge and it's your passion, the next logical steps, Grand Lodge, or uh, is uh, York Rite." Yeah. So because York Rite's all inside the lodge itself. I mean, yeah. Basically, the way this is set up right now is a York Rite set up on our on our east uh, three steps because they have at least have three officers. Oh well, yeah, up there. But um, yeah, I think it's a great thing. I, I enjoyed York Rite. I wish I'd got involved to you know more active into it, but. Right now, my membership is waxed. Or not, it's not waxed, but it's not paid up. Me and you are going to have our hands full in 2023 because I'm going to have Blue Lodge. I'm going to, I mean, you're going to be sitting in the East for uh, no. for a lodge here this year Mm-mm. or next year. Nope. And, uh, you know, 
done my time soon. I've got York right, <laughs> and you and I are getting a grotto started. I mean, we're gonna you're gonna have your hands full. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm here in a buyer's capacity only <laughs> to tell you who to talk to. Um. So I guess this first episode was just kind of how we got involved in it and things we've seen and whatnot. Uh, here's well, something. Well, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Well, here here's something I had never asked you before. What was the the biggest shock and surprise to you after you became a Mason? What is something that you did not see coming or something you didn't like? What's been the biggest shock and surprise to you since you? Well, probably the biggest surprise is um, how you can meet brothers and friends like this. Not really, it's that to me. I've always met people, and you never met a stranger. I, basically, yeah. If I once I warm up to you, you I'm like a dog you just fed. You're gonna get rid of me. You know, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say hi to you every chance I get. That's pretty much brother. how it's been me and you for about a year now. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but the biggest thing to me, I say, probably one of the proudest things I ever did, or ever really happened to me, is my family's not real big on congratulations or right. attaboys. No pats on the back. We just do what you do and you get done. You never heard of I'm proud of you. That's not how we do things. My family. Well, when I I got installed to the east my first time, and no, it wasn't even then. It was before that. I was thinking it wasn't easy. It wasn't. It was when in, uh, I got I got raised as a master mason. Now I went through all three steps like everybody should, but most guys don't have time to take a one day class. But I went through all three steps. I learned all my work, even though I didn't have to. Right. I still learned every crossfire catechism, whatever you want to call it, work lecture. Did all that. Learned it pretty much by myself with a cheat book. Which that's okay. Sometimes you need a cheat book. Don't take away my dues card. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh uh, and that was probably the one time I ever heard my dad say he's proud of me for doing it the way I did it. And just kind of, I, I visited our lodges while I was still at EA by myself and had to work my way in. As a fellow craft, I had to work my way in places. <laughs> I mean, I was still at EA and I gave the work lecture at one of the degrees. So. <laughs> <laughs> Something I want to add to what you just said. You know, you talked about a cheap book. And it, it's amazing how this organization what it does to you and, and the way you go about learning things what I'm, what i'm talking about is uh when i was going through the degrees studying with my dad was way different than studying with his dad my papa mm-hmm. if i messed up my papa would make me completely start the whole thing over yeah if i messed up my dad would just give me where i messed up we'd keep going but if <laughs> My, I miss up my grandpa. It was uh, we're starting this whole thing over, and you're just like, no, God, please no. We've been here three hours. Yeah, but it's just, <laughs> you just talking about cheap. But I just had to throw that in there. Well, when I learned mine. They they pointed my dad, but that was he remember the lodge. But he pointed my dad as my mentor. My, my dad does Missouri ritual. He didn't do the Indiana ritual. I forgot about that. I was your dad being Missouri. So, you told me about that before. <laughs> my dad gives me the look to the east by old Lester. You know, everyone's got that in the end. I mean, I don't, I don't care if you're a grand lecturer. You've seen it. You know somebody's got one. My grandpa had one, and I never even knew. I've never seen that book in my life. He never took it out in front of me one time, but it was locked in his cabinet. Yeah. I got it after he passed away. It, it's, it's not 100% our ritual, but it's close It's like enough. 95%, I'd exactly. say. It's fairly, yeah. But to me, I was so busy with, well, not so busy with work, but I was so involved in learning it that I couldn't wait for him to learn it and teach it to me. I mean, because Missouri is, is a little bit different than what we do. Not they're ancient free accepted. We're free accepted. The wording is different. And 
once my dad started seeing that, like, oh, you got to learn this through this book, <laughs> which no big deal. I still learned it. I, I mean, I, and I'd be at our workshop from 8 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the morning learning that. I mean, I, I worked hard at learning that. And it, I mean, to this day, I still do the EA work lecture like that. I mean, it's, I worked out that hard to fellow craft Master Mason. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> I still have trouble with the, and, and I will say this, uh, I'll be honest. I still have trouble with the Master Mason one, and I, and I feel like I, I shouldn't, but I put in so much work with the, the first two. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the third one, and everybody seemed to get busy. So right. even though I was already a Master Mason, I couldn't get that many people to study with me at the time to learn it. So I had to learn it myself. So, And I still struggle with it. So that's why, uh, as, as Todd knows, when I travel, and I travel a lot now, uh, what's my favorite? What, what do I do with pretty much any of the first two degrees I do, too? I would always, I always do question and answers. But I won't do that on the third degree. I won't because I'm just like not that confident in it. So yeah. I sit and watch it. But, you know, it goes to that whole thing that just because you get raised a master Mason doesn't mean you stop studying the little, cause you still get the little book even after you yes. become, a, you know, I have lost mine, but, uh, you know, the whole, uh, it's been seven years now, so I don't know where, you know, it's been way past seven years. I don't know where that's at. But I mean, they always say to be an officer, you got, you got to be able to give that open lodge, but working knowledge, working knowledge. That's what I asked Jackie Ash, the, uh, member of line lodge in Jasper, the deputy or grand lecturer. I said, what define working knowledge? I was like, that is such a. That is such a broad statement. To, to each lodge, a working knowledge it might has be different. To be that broad, because, like, what? What do you get there? You can only repeat the obligation, but then you can't. You don't know the rest. Like, what define working knowledge? Well, it's only told me, and this comes from another state. That as long as they know the grip, the word, their grip, the pass, and the step, they're fine. The dugar we could teach them while they're in there. I was told well, that. I, mean, I, mean, I was told that from another, another state's uh, Grand Line officer. Because I could, I could pay him to him about their lodge. Because I went to one of their lodges one time, and they, they didn't. They did the guys three degrees in three weeks. There's no way that guy learned that. Because oh, all you learn is this. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> This is bad as the first podcast we did. No, know? this one's actually better. <laughs> I wish you guys could uh could have heard the first two episodes. Like I thought they were good. Todd's like, these sucked. <laughs> but uh little so the deal is is that uh I take this podcast pretty seriously. Uh I have another podcast I run. I don't want to tell you guys the name of it right now because yeah, I mean there's you, a lot of per- you don't want to fill you in with this crap. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pervasive language in it. And uh my co host, he's uh he's a recovering meth addict. He's been six years sober. The only thing he does now is he smokes green. I mean, that's all he does. But, you know, he's a super nice guy. You know, he's looked the devil in the eye and won the battle. Um, but he, all he does now is he, he smokes a little bit of marijuana. But he, uh, I just, there's a lot of pervasive language. So so I don't want to give that away just yet because uh, I'm c- completely different on this podcast. But um, I take this pretty seriously. I wish you... You could have seen Todd's face. So we, like I said, it was January 1st or 2nd. We recorded two episodes back to back. And uh, we were going to wait until we had uh, recorded five or six episodes or four or whatever. We were going to 
I was going to get our hosting and I was going to do a mass release, which would give us time to, you guys listen through these episodes, it'd give us time to get together to pump out a couple more. And I was clearing out my recorder because I was going to record an episode with the other podcast I do. And I had just, and I got fat fingers. I'm a big boy. I had finger clicked a couple too many and hit delete, clearing it out. And Todd's, Todd's, it was a good thing. Todd's <laughs> face is when I told him because I could see it start turning delete. And I was like, no, real animated, like on a TV show. And it, it took him. I called Todd. I'm like, hey, I accidentally deleted everything. He goes, that's probably for the best. Yeah. But it was good. See, I mean, this is, we just learn how to do this, how to talk to each other, how to make it sound good. Yeah, it's a. How to breathe right in the mic. <laughs> I hate the sound of my voice. I got the perfect face for radio. Me too. <laughs> um, what else you got? Yeah, the first episode is just how we got into it. Yeah, not not really a whole lot more than that right now. I mean, throughout, we'll, we'll change subjects. We, uh, we oh yeah, we'll bounce around. We'll, we we'll ought to call us the ADHD stuff. podcast. Yeah, no kidding. But um, the fever dream podcast. <laughs> you get a. Uh, you don't travel as much now. No, no. With the wife and family, I used to get so mad at the guys back in the day who would come to a meeting or a degree, and as soon as it was over, out the door. No hanging around, no talking, no having a cup of coffee. And I, now sometimes me and you do those same things. Yeah. Not all the time, but sometimes we do. But it, it irritated me. It's like, what, what, what are you going to go home for? Get your kids, your family, whatever. Now I get there, okay, my wife works all day, the same place I work at, at the factory and everything. And, I'm like, okay, it's not fair for me to be out here hanging out with my friends, and she's at home taking care of two wild kids while I'm sitting here doing my thing. So I try to spend just the right amount of time up here and head home. Not little Miss Ava. She's an angel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're talking about the same Ava, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I try to get home. Usually I get home, they're already in bed anyway, but, I, I you know, I don't, I don't want to dawdle and, you know, make her do all the work because she shouldn't have to. We're partners in this. Yeah. 50-50. And no, one's even, no one of us is more important than the other, even though my son would tell you different. He likes, he likes mama a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got asked uh, a whole, I don't know, it, it was earlier this year. Somebody had asked me, uh, you know, they commented, they're like, I see you posting about uh, masons and masonry and stuff. And, they're like, I never knew you was a Mason. And I was like, well, I, I was like, you never stopped being one. I was like, uh, I become a dues payer. And I had explained to him because I firmly believe 100% you have a, you have a member and you have a dues payer. See, I'm not in that. I don't think that at all. You don't think that at all? I think you're a Mason. You're a Mason. Whether you're active or not. Well, okay. Matter. Maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way. But in my mind at the time, I was a dues payer for the longest time because I quit going. And uh, they're like. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I started going back, and uh, I, I was asked the question why I came back. And uh, to circle around a little, just, just a little bit, to put a little attention on me and take it off you for a minute. So, you know, uh, when my grandfather passed away, this was what me and him done. My dad didn't go to Lodge that much anymore. And like I said, the first five years I was in, from like 2007 to 2012, 2013, that's what we did. At least one or two nights a week. If there was a degree within two hours, we were going. If it was a monthly meeting, we were going. If one of the other two lodges around Dubois County had their monthly meeting, but they had a presentation, we'd go watch the presentation. So, you know, I, I went because uh, 
I came back because I felt like, you know, I was honoring his memory or something. And that's when I told you that I've discovered probably back in about the spring. So probably back about April and May is when I discovered that I wasn't doing this for him anymore. I was doing this for me because mm-hmm. I don't want to get into a whole bunch of stuff here, but Todd knows uh, my life was, uh, it was the turd in the punch bowl for about the last year, year and a half. Yeah. It was yeah. bad. And I was, I, apparently I was looking for something to just kind of sink myself into and anchor down to. And without even realizing what it was, you found blue logic. It was something that I had had this whole time and just didn't, you know. And uh, to give you a perfect example, and Todd laughs every time I tell a story. Everybody I tell a story to laughs. Back in November, I had only been back active about two months. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, every time I tell everybody, there's never been one about. person that doesn't <laughs> laugh at this story. We didn't work Fridays at the factory. I don't work at the factory now. I got a different job. But back then, we didn't, we didn't work Fridays. So... Thursday nights, if there was de- if there was degrees going on, I could travel. So I took a shower at the locker room at work, the very small two shower locker room, one shower locker room, very small. It's like being in a broom closet. Yeah, I got dressed, put my good clothes on, walked out of the plant, and uh, there was a degree going on up at uh, Jasonville, Indiana, which was about two and a half hours or something like that. Two I hours. I still don't know where it's at. So I. I I, I hauled up there, you know, I had the vehicle gassed up that morning on my way to work, so I was ready to go. Drove up there. At this time, uh, Grand Lecturer Jackie Ash was sending out the emails. of He sent out everything that was going on pretty much, what, south of Bloomington, south of Indy? Yeah, I'll say that. Okay. Uh, there was another email that's ran by Michael Pettigrew, which a lot of you from the state of Indiana are listening. No, Michael would send it. I wasn't on Michael's email yet. Well, Michael had sent out an updated email that day. That degree at Jasonville had been canceled. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. So I got up there, and the lodge is dark, and I'm just like, this is awkward. This is, you know, start knocking on the door, peeking in the windows. And then <laughs> finally I call somebody who tells me to call somebody else, and they're like, oh, that degree got canceled. And I'm like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> so here I am. It's like 6.30 at night. I'm two and a half hours away from home and uh, Thursday night it's November it's cold and I'm like I'm, I, I got in the car and I got ready to go home and then I remembered that there was another degree going on at Riley Lodge which was like Terre Haute right outside of Terre Haute 15-20 right. minutes outside of Terre Haute whatever basically I just called it Terre Haute and I'm like man I can you know I can be there in 45 minutes I was like if I drive I'll probably get there with like 20 minutes to spare I could grab like a half a plate or something mm-hmm. so i was like whatever i'm already this far what's yeah. another 45 minutes so i called yeah. you yeah. complaining and you were laughing <laughs> but I, I get up there we've all done it. oh man mm-hmm. I not get, that far but no we've all done it. <laughs> I, I get up there and uh they laugh when i tell them the story and they're like well come on in and and I'm, when i tell you that this lodge taking a master mason's degree with, uh, I think there was probably seven or eight lodges, including me being the only one there from this Best part of it. Yeah. yeah. There was seven or eight lodges represented for this Thursday night Master Mason degree. When this lodge heard about what I went through to get there, they held off on opening lodge for like 10, 15 minutes so I could have a meal. <laughs> like, that's the brotherhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they thanked me for coming up there. They gave me a coffee mug and everything and told me to come back, and they sent me home with uh, – a platter to go food they had baked spaghetti homemade baked spaghetti oh, yeah, and breadsticks that's what i had that night yeah i got back home about two o'clock friday morning yeah <laughs> but 
I didn't have to work the next day. Yeah, you wanted me to go that night. Yeah. I said, I can't. I can't. I'm not going that far. Uh, but uh, the so point, I got work Friday. <laughs> the point being is, you know, what, what we tell everybody all the time, what you get out of this, you know, what you put in, you get out. See, I did that at Kokomo one night. It was Monday night. <laughs> and I, I could have swore that Howard Lodge there had a Master Mason degree, or at least, I think it's an EA degree. I can't remember now, but. I went up there, and there's cars in the parking lot, and there's people in the dang banquet hall. There's kids running around playing. I'm like, what in the heck is going on here? So I go up to the lodge room. It's dark. I go to the secretary's office. It's locked. And if I see one of the guys who I know from the lodge, I said, hey, what's, is there a degree tonight? He goes, no, it's tomorrow night. I was like, you guys always have work on Tuesday night. No, it was Wednesday night, because it was Tuesday night I was up there. And they have work on Wednesday night. I'm like, Oh crap! It happened to be one of the, uh, I guess one of like the. Uh, they were basically mainly handicapped kids in there, and they were having a little having, having a game night for them, basically yeah. letting them play down there, and and it was like one of their big events of the year. I had no idea. I just walked in like a stranger off the street, and I'm like holy crap! So I kind of <laughs> I talked to that guy, and he laughed, and I called my buddy who was a senior warden at the time up there, and told him what going. He goes, "You dummy." I'm like, well, I could have swore it was tonight. It was only 20 minutes from my house. It wasn't two and a half hours from my house like you did. <laughs> so um, uh, what kind of stuff should uh, our listeners expect from us this year? What kind of? Um, probably some stuff about symbolism. Uh, kind of a talk about what, what can bring the lodge back around. Basically what we want to see our lodge become in the future. What we think masonry should become in the future. You know one thing I always want to talk about? Solomon's Temple. It's like my yeah. favorite story. Yeah, we talk about Solomon's Temple and the, how it was built and the destruction and the rebuilding where they found everything. They'll, uh, that's uh, that's some York Rite stuff, too. Well, that's Scottish Rite, too. Or Scottish Rite, yeah. yeah. Both of them. But, uh, so we're, we're looking forward to this. Like, I've, uh, I've, I've put word out that a, uh, I've been putting word out since January that, you know, we was going to have a Masonic podcast. And then I was like, well, you know, it's, it's going to be relaunched in the fall. And, uh, this is probably the one I'm most proud of, but I've got my hands in so many things. I'm working on another podcast. The wrestling podcast has come. I'm going to be, I'm call me the pod father. Just call me the pod. You like that? Uh, Those guys, you got more of you yet. The pod father. That's what I'm, I'm working on. The pod father. But uh, Jericho's got a whole network. On yeah, yeah, network, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm really proud of this one because of what it can be. And when I tell you that, uh, especially around Dubois County, for the people that know about it, there's a lot of interest in seeing what it's about. So we need to work on some guests. What we need to work. Well, on. well, we can. I'm gonna. I've got room for. Uh, we can actually hook up four mics. And uh, how me and Kurt record episodes when we're not together is, uh, you see that little phone icon right there? Oh, yeah. I got a little device I hook in here, and as long as I can get a hold of you via telephone, via Facebook Messenger, via Skype, I can call you, and uh, we can record you right there on the phone. So. But uh, I think we'll end this one here, take a potty break, come back in, and uh, I don't know what we'll do for the next one, but you got anything you want to add to our our uh, official relaunch episodes <laughs> somebody had to delete the original ones uh, just subscribe rate and review <laughs> subscribe rate and review uh i don't know where we'll be hosted at obviously by the Five time stars. by the time you hear this you'll find us but uh we will be in future episodes be posting about social media we'll be getting social media channels active and everything but uh 
we just appreciate the patronage that we're hoping to get from you guys for uh freemasonry in the state of any i just drew a blank there so, yeah you did <laughs> it's like squirrel <laughs> but okay for uh our senior deacon brother todd whaley i'm junior warden brother jared atkins bethlehem lodge 574 bird's eye indiana uh thank you for listening to that other masonic podcast and we will see you guys next time peace peace